there obviously i'm sure you're aware of the the rub on you in some quarters of the establishment media early on which is that uh, you were saying things that were mildly anti-semitic um you know that a lot of people didn't appreciate the Anne frank comparison and then the study that you cited regarding uh, ashkenazi jews and and covid i had rabbi rabbi shmuley boteak on this program who said not only are you not an anti-semite you're the most pro-Israel candidate ever to run for president in history. And um, in the wake of October 7th, some people who had been supporters of yours have taken issue with that. One fella um, who's kind of a public person wrote to me who was very supportive of you and says, I'm no longer supporting Robert F. Kennedy Jr. because of his support for the apartheid state of Israel. It's not my words, that's his. But there are some people that don't like what Israel's doing, that don't like what the Netanyahu's government is doing, and they see you as not necessarily being an appropriate um, you know, a, a backstop on on the uh, atavistic nature of the Netanyahu government. What do you say to those folks, folks that may like yeah, you I'm on not, both domestic not, policy and – go ahead. Yeah, I'm fan, Frank, I'm not a fan of the Netanyahu government. And, you know, I have been very critical of that government in the past. But in terms of Hamas, and, you know, I think right now about 80 percent of Israelis are not fans of the Netanyahu government. I don't think he could be elected, reelected today. But virtually everybody in Israel is supportive of the of the action to eliminate Hamas. Now, I really don't see how anybody thinks that Israel has any choice. Hamas did not just start on October 7th. They've been bombing Israel for 16 years. So they declared war on Israel in 2006 when they took over the Gaza government. They've sent 30,000 rockets onto many of them to Tel Aviv, which is twice the population density of of Gaza. The Israelis have been trying not to invade. They created the Iron Dome. No other country in the world would do this. Most countries of a little tiny neighbor started bombing them and sending terrorists over to murder their civilian citizens, would just aerial bombard them and level them. Israel has created and said this very expensive Iron Dome to defend itself. It, you know, they, they, it, Hamas fires missiles that cost it six or eight hundred dollars a piece. And each one of them costs $40,000 to shoot down. And that's what Israel has done to avoid invading Gaza. But, you know, Hamas, and by the way, I'm very, very pro-Palestinian. You know, I have a long history of support for Palestinians, and I love the Palestinian people. I've been to the West Bank. I've met with Palestinians all over Israel and West Bank and Ramallah, including the Palestinian leadership. But I'm anti-Hamas. Hamas is is victimizing and stealing from the uh, Palestinian people. The Palestinian, Frank, the Palestinian people have gotten more money than any people in the world from the international aid agency. So we gave in 2023 dollars. We rebuilt Europe after the World War II with the Marshall Plan. We provided in 2023 dollars 621 dollars per capita to all the citizens of 17 countries that were demolished during World War II. In, in the last 20 years, we've given $8,000, $8,600 per capita to every Palestinian. 
why aren't they? And and Gaza should be an incredibly rich place. It Gaza is at the confluence of the Suez Canal, the Mediterranean, its beautiful white sand beaches. Israel, when it left Gaza in 2006, offered to rebuild the port to make it the Singapore. It gave, donated 3,000 hothouses, state-of-the-art to Gaza to make it totally food self-sufficient. It left behind these beautiful farms, and, you know, it should be an extraordinary wealthy. But what's happened? Hamas has taken all that money, spent most of it on weapons, and building an entire city, subsurface city, 300 miles of tunnels to attack Israel. Hamas's charter requires it to eliminate the Jews, annihilate Israel. Its charter says that it's against Islamic law to even negotiate with Israel. So how do you negotiate? And, And then Hamas's leadership is profiting on all this. Ismail Hania, who runs Hamas, has, according to Forbes, $5 billion net worth. The top three people at Hamas have an $11 billion net worth collectively. Mahmoud Abbas, who's the head of the West Bank, you know, the uh, Palestinian Authority in the West Bank, is a billionaire. His sons have $750 million each. Um, Yasser Arafat died a billionaire. His wife is a billionaire. So, you know, we know this is why there's poverty in Gaza. And by the way, Israel is the opposite of a apartheid state. Every other state in the region is an apartheid state. Every one of them has an official religion and has has sanctions. In Jordan, there's not a single Jew. And, mm. and there's a death penalty for selling land to a Jew. That's an apartheid state. Israel doesn't have any laws like that. Israel has two million Palestinians. In Israel, they have every right that every Jew has, including more rights, because they don't have to serve in the military, and they can pray at the Temple Mount. Jews can. And and the Palestinians get the vote. They serve in the Knesset. They serve on every court. They have complete freedom of speech. They have freedom of expression. There is no official bigotry whatsoever mm. against Palestinians in Israel. So calling them an apartheid state and then not calling all the neighboring states. There's, there are 27 states in that region that have an official religion. You know what the one exception is? Israel. There mm-hmm. is no official religion in Israel. I'm, so, I'm, glad I, I'm glad I asked you the question. I know you have to run. Uh, if people want to see you, they can uh, come out to the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center Saturday night. Then get more information at Kennedy24.com. Mr. Kennedy, I'm going to end on a very light note. Uh, president Trump was the first president, and I think over 100 years, not to have a White House pet. Uh, president Biden had a dog that had some behavioral behavioral issues, kept biting Secret Service agents. If there's a Kennedy presidency, what will the White House pet be, sir? Well, I, you know, I got a lot of animals, Frank. I got, I got a lot of hawks and falcons, and I got a lot of dogs. So I'm not, you know, when my cousins were in the White House, we had ponies there, and we had parrots and, and dogs, and uh, so I'm going to see what I can get away with and what, what the public will bear. <laughs> All right. Well, hope, hopefully a whole White House Zoo. Best of luck to you on Saturday and in the campaign, sir. I hope we get to talk a great deal. Thank you, Frank. Really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you.